West Palm Beach, Florida, and is an investor in West Palm Beach, Florida, and had a documentary about this guy, Brian Singer, but isn't Brian Singer Epstein as well? Were they maybe setting up a little play for this guy, Brian Singer? Maybe they didn't even bring him down to where the real shit was happening. They always had a fall guy to take him out. That's kind of where my mind's going. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. What about Alex Jones? Who else is Epstein funding? The guy was friggin' loaded. And there's accounts in the Cayman Islands. Plus, if you've got paymasters, if you've got people that will pay and do your dirty work for you, like set up ops on patriotic Americans. Well, what about that? By the way, I got a call today. I got a call today from somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. It was the best, guys. It was a very good call. Some things are happening all over the world. Oh, yes. Some things are happening all over the world. By the way, by the way, may I remind you that that scientist that was busted in Portland just a couple of days or maybe a week ago was busted for producing CP, and he is one degree away from Epstein. That's right, Epstein. Pull it out. Pull it out. Pull it like a thing on the bottom. Pull it like a thing on the bottom. Pull that motherfucker out. And everything, everything all falls down. Prove me wrong. You see, Epstein did so many things and so many people and so much was going on underneath the temple of doom. Well, I hate to be a harbinger of bad news. But uh, people took devices into the temple, you friggin' idiots. That's why, that's why we have everything. We have everything. It's true. And you know how we do. <laughs> Oh boy! 
Nail you to the wall. Prove me wrong. You can't prove me wrong. Ooh, 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 I am high. I am indeed high on amazing vibes and feelings that we are entering into a new era. But first, but first, we might have to do a few things. That's right. See, you can't just keep covering it up because the truth's coming out and you can't put it under the ground. As hard as you try, run to it! Make a run for it, you bitch! See, you are going down and your clowns! You are all going down to the ground! This is Dr. Light, Dr. Light! That's right! Get another proxy, bitches! Masadi hotties! And motherfucking little ho dotties! You got all that fucking blackmail from Epstein Island! And you want to keep it on the low-low, but you can't, bro. You cannot keep it up, bro. Oh, boy. This Epstein guy keeps some interesting company, doesn't he? Prove me wrong. What about Branson? I mean, he's right there. What about the guy named, uh... What about some, maybe some secret guys? Huh? Maybe some filmmaker guys. Who else is Epstein? That's the thing, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with Epstein. Uh, I mean, it is a fact that Epstein was pictured with Trump. Now, I know better, but shouldn't that at least be looked at, America? Yeah, Rachel, that's where my head's going. Who else was on the island? Was Paris Hilton? Oh, shit. Was Paris? Were you there, Paris? Paris, were you there? Is that why you're fucking doing what you're doing? You know what happens when we sing this song. When we all sing along. <laughs> yes, the Lolita Express. Who was on that plane, and what was they doing? They were in Santa Fe, New Mexico, weren't they? Santa Fe, Epstein, heard he got a ranch out there, heard it, Mexico's really close. What about when the border was porous with all those people poured upon us? Those little people smuggled in and sold to people, like what happened in Tucson, and Probably New Mexico, and probably California, uh, all over the world. This industrial complex of fucking slavery. These modern-day slavers are slaverers. That's right. Santa Fe, New Mexico. I don't know if he was in the city. may have been the county. Not quite sure on the details of that aspect. Probably should look it up. But I know that the flight log showed that Jeffrey Epstein was definitely in Santa Fe. Oh, me, oh, 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 yes, please have a look, have a look. Spread it around now. Oh yeah, Prince Andrew. So that brings the royal family into the equation. Who knew? 
there's lots of choppers overhead sometimes. They like to have a peek. Yeah, they like to have a peek. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So think about the concept of a bagman, okay? What about a bagman? A bad man who holds the bag for bad man. Is it Jeffrey? Is it a Jeffrey? Palm Beach, what's up? We're coming to you live from America. Oh boy. Uh, uh, it's so funny to watch people be stupid, fucking idiots. For sure. It makes me laugh. Sometimes it makes me cry when bad people do bad things to other people. But that's why. That's why we do what we do. So who else is on the island? Who's on the island? Uh, who's on the island? Illuminati gay frogs. That's correct. Illuminati gay frogs. Gay frogs. Get on the phone with your senators and let's make a fucking ruckus. We need to get to the bottom of this Epstein guy. Who was us? Who was? What was going on on the island? Who was on the flight logs? What is in the tunnels? And why is Jeffrey Epstein paying so many fucking people all across America? That's right, that's right, that's right. Is Trump involved? Well, I mean, it's obvious that he hung out with Epstein a few times, so yeah, he is involved. Everyone's involved, guys. Everyone, everyone. Maybe, uh, what about, oh, the Clintons are big time, big time, big time, big time into it. Of course, we must know. Let's clean America out. I guarantee you will have a better taste in your mouth. When this is all done, it's like toothpaste. Lick it up. Avenatti? I don't know. We know that Avenatti was trying to blackmail Nike. But by the way, Nike is Epstein's problems too. You see, Portland is Epstein's problems too. Hillary is Epstein's problems too. It's all Epstein, guys. All Epstein. Make sure you download this. Spread it around. This is important, guys. Who else is 
on the island. We know Rich Chandler has an association. Why do you think the media assets of Jeffrey Epstein? Because who has the will and the means to take the truth tellers out? You see, you can never take truth tellers out because we tell the truth. And that for you means you are at a strategic disadvantage, especially now when we have friends. We have friends who aren't the bad guys. In fact, we have friends who are the good guys. And the good guys win. Read the book. It's in the end. Welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole. I'm Terry Joyce. And thank you for tuning into this episode. This is going to be, oh, hold on. This is going to be a series of when the world went down the rabbit hole. And this is part one of that series. This series is about QAnon, how it started where it came from, and how it continues to play out in American politics, but also has an influence on what is happening in the world. All right, so let's start here. The song that you just heard, the rap to the background music, is an actor named Isaac Cappy. We're going to start with Isaac Cappy because Isaac Cappy is the first link that took the QAnon and the MAGA conspiracy into the realm of the mainstream public, the mainstream media. Uh, I want to explain to you who exactly Isaac Cappy was, and I, I'm going to read you something that actually this is the Wikipedia. I realize that Wikipedia is not necessarily uh, the best source to go in a synopsis of something. But the information that has been written here right now, I think is fairly accurate. And according to my own personal experience, and we're going to get back, I'm going to get back to my own personal experience with the QAnon movement and why this particular topic. And really, I guess I'm going down my own rabbit hole in trying to find the genesis of QAnon and do a uh, analysis of how it affected people, not only people in their personal relationships, for example, I have a friend that told me that her father went into QAnon and she asked her father, well, dad, are you, are you, you know, are you researching, um, this information? Uh, are you backing, are you, are you trying to be, get some validity to the information that you believe QAnon is saying or Q and the father, dis, the father disowned his daughter. So much so, and, and made a post about it on Facebook. 
that my daughter doesn't get it, whatever, blank, blank, blank. So much so that the daughter, who's the friend of mine, wants to change her last name to her stepfather's last name because of the breakup that was caused by QAnon. So uh, the QAnon riff uh, affected uh, many people. Many, 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 many people, uh, not only in the American politics, but there were followers in the UK, there were followers in England, there were followers all, all, in, in various places of the, of the world. Okay, so I want to start with Isaac Cappy, and I'm going to read his article or his write-up in Wikipedia. Okay. Isaac Cappy, and also everything that I speak of, I will be linking in this in in, in this in, in uh, on the description of this podcast. All right, so Isaac Cappy was an American actor and musician. He had roles in the films Thor and Terminator Salvation, and in the AMC television series Breaking Bad. He was a member of the band Monster Paws. Cappy made his feature film a, a, a debut as a hustler in the movie Beer Fest in 2006. He would go on to act in movies Not Forgotten, Fanboys, Terminator Salvation, St. John of Las Vegas, all 2009, Clown Camp Massacre, 2010, Lemonade Mouth, Thor, and Ten Years, all in 2011, and a television series Breaking Bad, The Night Shift, and Rachel Dratch's Late Night Snack. As a musician... Cappy played in a band, uh, Charles McManson, with Ta Tom Sandoval. Uh, and I'm going to skip down to the nugget here. Cappy appeared as a guest on Alex Jones' radio show, InfoWars, in August of 2018, in which he accused multiple movie stars of pedophilia as part of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which involves a cabal of Satan-worshipping child molesters who run a global child sex trafficking ring. During the broadcast, Jones asked Cappy to be more circumspect and avoid getting into names, while Cappy briefly insisted Jones was gaslighting him by querying, by querying his claims. In early January 2022, American lawyer and conspiracy theorist Lynn Wood alluded to QAnon when he, when he tweeted, without evidence that Cappy had been involved in a wide-ranging attempt to reveal a massive child sexual abuse ring involving Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court John Roberts. In 2018, Cappy was investigated by police after reportedly threatening actress Paris Jackson and actor Seth Green. Jackson accused Cappy of choking her at a party they were both attending. The Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD, confirmed on investigation but said it was not active. In 2019, Cappy committed suicide by jumping from a bridge into uh, oncoming traffic in Arizona. Before his death, Cappy posted a lengthy note on his Instagram account in which he opened up about his drug and alcohol abuse and apologized to Jesus Christ, Donald Trump, and QAnon. The post was captioned, beware the man that has nothing to lose, for he has nothing to protect. And this is just uh, Wikipedia's explanation of what happened to Isaac Cappy. But we're going to go a little bit more in depth about Isaac Cappy, how he became part of QAnon, 
and how the QAnon movement started and captured the world. So we're going to be, hang on, we'll be right back. We're going to get to that after this break. Terry Joyce, and uh, this is the second segment on Not My Rabbit Hole about when the world went down the rabbit hole. And I want to point out something uh, that Isaac Cappé says in the first part of uh, his his rap, or the first quarter of it. He mentions, you know, Q, and Q is, I think Q is a really great guy. Well, from my research, Q is absolutely not real. And part of the QAnon conspiracy was that someone in the White House who had Q clearance was giving these drops, which they called breadcrumbs. Oftentimes, these drops were in a puzzle where it kind of made the person who is deciphering the information, it made them feel that they were the white rabbit, the white rabbit was uh, uh, image was used in this, as if you were going down the rabbit hole and discovering what the real truth was. So it helped people feel that they were empowered or they were smart for being up on the information or the real truth about what was happening in the world with the global elite. And what was going on in the world was brought in child pornography, child trafficking, and child trafficking that was uh, specifically connected to politicians and, of course, uh, the monarchy, like Prince Andrew. Now, as you the the video that I played in the beginning, and 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 Isaac Cappy. Um, doing jacket and it's called jackets and brackets and you can find it out on YouTube. He did it uh, back before his death. I, I, I would guess probably around uh, latter 2018, 2019. Uh, he made this song after he had already come out on Alex Jones after QAnon was already spinning in the, in the mainstream uh, media. And this, theory that involved Hollywood, uh, more specifically uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And all right, so I guess here in this part of this conversation, I want to let you know uh, how I started following this and why I started following this. Uh, I was a radio host on two different platforms online. One of them was a network called Revolution Radio, and the other one was American Freedom Radio. And I did a show called Freedom of Joyce. And that particular media liked to call themselves back in 2014, even until today, as the truth media. And it also had its, you know, they talked about the JFK assassination and they went into that conspiracy and it went into a lot of topics that are popular on the internet. For example, UFOs. The 
so I was really involved in a media that also participated in UFO disclosure. And within that media, they were already talking about Jeffrey Epstein. The alternative media were, was already talking about child trafficking. They were already talking about part of the QAnon conspiracy is that the global elite are Satanists who drink blood, uh, do sacrifices for their own power, and they drink or they take a, a something called what's called adrenochrome, uh, which happens theoretically when you torture uh, a small child um, or a person, they, the uh, adrenaline that they excrete was something that uh, people get high on. Or there's also the belief that something in the blood uh, makes a person more youthful. And again, a lot of this came on the heels of, of a couple of other things that took place. For example, uh, probably a lot of you who are listening to this podcast um, will remember Pizzagate. Pizzagate was a forerunner to a lot of the conspiracies that happened uh, with QAnon. And uh, there was a journalist that used to work for the Daily Beast named David Seaman, was doing a lot of videos looking into the pizza parlor that some of the uh, DNC events took place and they had for example questionable art that were symbols on the fbi code list for pedophilia some of their bands that were playing there were um were exhibiting these images uh as well as um, the person who owned pizza uh, the pizza parlor uh, was posting questionable posts that looked weird that looked strange that uh, that had pictures of children that alarmed people. Now, this also came on the heels of uh, the WikiLeaks that happened, the what people uh, wanted to determine as, or they called Russiagate. And in those emails that were leaked on WikiLeaks, involved uh, a series of emails between John Podesta and uh, Tony Podesta. His brother was also CC'd in it. And John Podesta at the time was Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign manager. Now, some of those um, information there looked like they were communicating in FBI code words about maybe setting up events that would involve um, the molestation of children or the harming of children. And some of those code words was like, was pizza. That's why it's called Pizzagate. Uh, cheese pizza is, means a little girl. And then I think hot dog is used for little boys. And there was, so, so there was this weird terminology and there was something called spirit cooking. Uh, and that, that's where we uh, come in with um, the, um, performance artist, Marina Abramovic. Um, she was inviting the Podestas over for spirit cooking. And spirit cooking involves um, taking um, semen, and it's going to sound so gross, semen or blood or urine um, in the, uh, whatever you're cooking. In your, in, in, and it was also somewhat practiced by certain 
Um, religions of the dark arts, more specifically Satanists. And uh, also, there was a piece of art that Tony Podesta had that had a body in the position, headless body in the position, decapitated body in bronze and gold, in the same position that Jeffrey Dahmer would um, would put his victims in. And that position also is considered to be a ritual or, or satanic type of practice uh, that involves cannibalism. See, a lot of this uh, in, in involves involves cannibalism and Satanism and, uh, and 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 the like. Okay, so Q is not a real person, and from what I can tell, Q, the genesis of Q, is a game called Cicada Three Three O One which the most prominent people that are involved in creating that and disseminating that on 8chan and 4chan are three people. One of those people is known as Defango, whose, whose real name is Manuel Chavez. The other person is Thomas Schoenenberger, who also is a very well-accomplished uh, musician in the likes of, I would say, you know, classical music in the genre of like Mozart. You know, he was, he has that kind of a gift. He was, he was part of creating Cicada 3301, as well as another individual who goes by the name Lestat, Arturo Tafoya. And these people are featured in an article um, in the Daily Beast that I will be uh, addressing and reading later on or highlighting in this podcast. But I want to give you the background that the game Cicada from Cicada 3301, um, the, um, the QAnon uh, conspiracy uh, came out of that. Now, when I was in this media that was that all of a sudden was pushing QAnon, they were pushing this information before QAnon. And then when QAnon happened, many of the hosts and YouTubers became QAnon people. They may have not have started out the same in the beginning when they when they were had media on the internet, um, but then all of a sudden they became major. And I don't even want to say all of a sudden. I would say within a matter of months, as the momentum of QAnon spread on the internet, they also brought in the QAnon moniker. One of those people that I want to mention right now, and a lot of the people that I'm mentioning in this particular podcast is really kind of a setup because I'm going to come back and because each, each thing, almost topic or person they talk about, you can do an entire podcast simply on that individual. But for the quick overview, Stephen D. Kelly uh, was a host on Revolution Radio. That's how I met him. And to be honest with you, and I'm just going to say it, I was in a relationship with him for six years. He was my boyfriend uh, while I was um, on that particular radio network. And he currently has a... Um, channel called truth cat radio that i was too also a host at one time specifically during this time when isaac cappy was alive now when stephen first came on revolution radio he, he did not talk about 
Because his whole thing on the scene was that he was an ex-CIA NSA contractor and Stephen created a gun called La Gun, Gun, La Gun 17. It's weird how 17 plays out in this story because Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet bet. And the cicada 3301, the symbol is a cicada bug, which uh, only comes out every 17 years. So the number 17 is uh, a continual pattern in, in, in this particular story. But I don't know if like, you know, Law Gun 17 really has anything to go with about it. But he created a gun that had was a laser. He was in, into laser guns, had his own business. And according to him, his guns that he sold were the first guns that were used by the LAPD. Now, Stephen has a, a, a narrative that kind of doesn't really add up, but he claims that um, his guns were sold to the Ali North administration when the Iran-Contra was happening, and therefore that made him a contractor with the NSA, but um, Ali North never worked with the NSA. He was the, with the NCS, so completely different thing, but Stephen kind of hybrided that in his narrative. And um, also like his guns, you know, he was a contractor with his guns with the CIA. So that is specifically why he claims to be an NSA CIA contractor. But that being said, uh, certain mainstream television networks, not like, you know, like Press TV and RT Today was using Stephen as a correspondent on certain things that were happening. And they would bring him on because he was a NSA CIA contractor. Okay. Stephen became a major QAnon player in this. He created a Facebook page, the first QAnon Facebook page on Facebook that ended up getting about 26,000 people were part of that group. Um, because I was in a relationship with them and doing media, I had was a major admin to all of the stuff that he uploaded, his groups, his uh, Facebook pages, because I did some of his social media uh, marketing with him. And I, at that time, was also an admin for that group. And then he and I had a falling out and he kicked me out of the group, which is probably a blessing. But as you can see, I had an up close and personal uh, experience with it and seeing how it all went down. Now, Steven started saying in the beginning, when he first came out on the mainstream media, he was telling people that, um, you know, he had a connection with the Getty Museum in Los Angeles. His brother knew the treasurer and on the opening night, he got to go down in an elevator underground where um, he claimed connected tunnels underground throughout Los Angeles that when the shit hits the fan, whatever that shit might be, they, the elite would be able to escape underground. And one of the main headquarters was the Getty Museum. And all of the real best art and things were downstairs and not able, not really viewable to the general public. This is what he wrote in his book. This is what he talked about when he first came on the scene. And when QAnon was birthed, and when Isaac Cappy came out during that time, he switched over, or a little bit pre that, 
he switched over telling people that there were children, a hundred thousand child sex slaves were, some of them in cages, were kept under the Getty Museum, tortured, eaten, um, molested, and trafficked to the elite uh, for their adrenochrome and their satanic practices. And Q and Stephen became so popular with this that uh, Mother jo he was having people, this is the thing that he did, he was having people sign petitions that were going to the White House asking the Trump administration to send the military in and get the children out of, you know, underneath the Getty. Now, Stephen never had any real proof of how he found out about it. His excuse was, was that psychics, as a psychic and other people who were psychics, they could tell that that was true by their own psychic abilities. But there was never really any type of real witnessing on his part that any of this took place. So at one point, Mother Jones does an article about QAnon and mentions Stephen's activity with these petitions. And Stephen was like, oh, this is a coup. And I thought it was a nightmare because at this point, QAnon was already on the FBI domestic terrorist list, but he kept going. There was a map that was created of all the things true about QAnon and the center of the map was the Getty Museum. So I want to give you that background. Also, the reason why I called this podcast Not My Rabbit Hole is because I'm being anti-rabbit hole. I'm being anti-QAnon. It's this is like none of this is my rabbit hole. What my rabbit hole is is me right now telling you like and my research and to the best of my knowledge where Q started, what it really meant, and how this spread on uh, globally. Uh, now, before I go to break, I want to give you a, a couple more things about some of the key players. One of the criticisms that I had of Isaac Cappy was how come he couldn't take this information and 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 not say it without going hashtag QAnon. Everything was always hashtag, hashtag QAnon. Everything was always, hash, he would always say M-A-G-A, -A, QAnon. And a lot of the people that were talking about um, their victimization even of, of Hollywood pedophilia. For example, there's a woman who you didn't really get to see much of personally, her face, but she was major in Twitter and she's the one, her name is Sarah Ruth Ashcraft. She came forward on Twitter and said that she was molested as a child by Tom Hanks. And she as well, every time she did a tweet, she had to put hashtag QAnon, hashtag M-A-G-A. Now, also, I want to point out that in that jackets and brackets, it's mostly about Jeffrey Epstein and it needs to be noted that Jeffrey Epstein, that was a QAnon conspiracy. Not originally. It was already talked about before QAnon. People already knew about the Lolita flight plane and the, and the, and the Clinton connection and Kevin Spacey and all of that. That was already news before the Trump election. The Trump, uh, the Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton, when they were campaigning, 
that was also being disseminated in some conservative mainstream media outlet of people commenting on Jeffrey Epstein, the Clinton's association to Jeffrey Epstein, and a prediction that the whole Jeffrey Epstein, Lolita Island topic was going to be in the forefront. And that prediction was correct. So as you can see, a lot of the things that were used by Cicada 3301 and the Q offshoot of that were in fact factual information or speculation that was already happening in the media. And on that note, we will be right back. Stay tuned. Hello. not my rabbit hole and we're going to get into the brass tacks of this topic i want to start with talking about the daily beast article that came out it was written it was published on february 17th 2020 uh, by will sommer and the title of the Daily Beast article is Right-Wing Activists Discussed Wiretapping Seth Rich's Family, Three People in the Room Say. Now, I'm going to start here, all right? A strange set of characters from some of the highest and lowest positions in the American right gathered one morning in September 2017 at an affluent neighborhood outside of Dallas. One of their topics was responding to online critics of wealthy Texas businessman, Ed Butowski, who had recently been outed as a driving force behind a retracted Fox News story about murdered Democratic National Committee staffer, Seth Rich. Now, the theory goes is that the WikiLeaks dump that happened with the John Podesta emails and everything that started the speculation that QAnon picked up, more specifically the child trafficking and the abuse of children by certain Democrats. This happened right during the election of, of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And so I just want to give you a little bit of background. Seth Rich worked for the DNC. He had a mysterious death. I mean, some people think that Seth Rich was the actual leaker in WikiLeaks. And in some ways, Julian Assange alluded to it. He was giving a, um, a reward uh, of anybody who had information on the death of Seth Rich. And also... Uh, Julian Assange denied that it was any type of leak from Russia that was posted. So Ed Butowski gets involved with Seth, Seth Rich's family, and he hires 
a, a private investigator to find out what really happened to their son. Now, this topic has been covered on, you know, Rolling Stone. Uh, it has been in uh, some of the um, some shows that are on Netflix. It has been covered in Vice. And so I'm just giving you this background here. All right. So the group that gathered at Butowski's home included a conspiracy theorist, a Fox reporter fighting for her career, a former private intelligence contractor married to a to star journalist, Laura Logan, and Democratic PR operative who lost his business in the face of sexual assault allegations. The group also included Thomas Schoenenberger and Manuel Defango Chavez, two notorious internet provocateurs who had recently launched a self-proclaimed elite company that promised to use bots and so targeted chaos to, to defend its clients online. According to some of the attendees, the solutions discussed at the September at the September get together went to extremes. Three people who attended the gathering said the group even discussed the possibility of wiretapping and surveilling Rich's grieving parents. In a sworn deposition last year, Schoenenberger claims Butowski wanted to hear a pin drop in the Rich's and in, in the Rich's Omaha, Nebraska kitchen. They wanted it to the point that they they can listen to listen to every room and hear discussions Schoenenberger said in a sworn deposition last year about the gathering they literally wanted ears in every room Butowski strongly disputes Schoenenberger's wiretapping claims and the Daily Beast could find no evidence that anyone in the group actually carried out surveillance on Rich's family Butowski points to Schoenenberger's criminal history a 2011 felony stalking charge and a 2014 misdemeanor DUI to argue that his allegations about what occurred at Butowski's house can't be trusted. Nobody wiretapped anybody. Nobody attempted to wiretap anybody. Nobody discussed wiretapping anybody. And quite frankly, I don't know what wiretapping is, Butowski said. And that's really hard to believe. That's just my opinion, <laughs> okay? Um, in an interview, I mean, even I know what wiretapping is. Come on. Uh, I mean, did anybody not pay attention to uh, to Watergate? <laughs> really? Seriously? Okay. It was just a sit down and chat, said Butowski. Nothing happened. There wasn't like some meeting where we left with plans. It was a bunch of people explaining how reputation management worked on Twitter. The varied group, according to Butowski, included Schoenenberger, Chavez, outspoken rich conspiracy th theorist Matt Couch, and an associate, Logan's husband, Joe Burkett, as well as Fox News reporter Malaya Zimmerman, who was the author of the retracted Fox story. Okay, so I'm going to skip down uh, a little bit on, on some of the characters here. and just I'm giving you an overview of, of what, what happened here. Um, Rich's unsolved July 2016 murder in Washington, D.C., which police believe was a botched robbery, has fueled years of right-wing conspiracy theories. In most versions, the basis, baseless claim is that Rich was murdered by Hillary Clinton or her allies for leaking Democratic emails to WikiLeaks in the runner-up to the presidential election. Okay, so that's just a little bit here. Butowski offered to fund a private investigator to investigate the murder 
on the richest family's behalf, eventually wired, eventually teaming up with former DC cop Rod Wheeler. He was a private investigator. The pair met with White House Secretary Sean Spicer to discuss the case, and Wheeler claimed in a 2019 deposition that Butowski also connected him with a staffer for then House Intel Chairman Devin Nunes, Republican California. So it goes on. You guys probably already know about all of this. So I'm going to skip some of this narrative here. And just, again, I'm hitting the, the high points of, of this um, article and the points that I'm wanting you to pay attention to. But I will make sure that I have the entire article linked in the description of this podcast. In June 2018, Botowski sued NPR over Folkenflicks reporting. He told the Daily Beast that the NPR story and the ensuing attention prompted him to hire Chavez and Schoenenberger through Shadowbox, a draft contract Chavez provided to Aaron Rich's attorney specified that Butowski would pay the company $40,000 a month, although it's not clear whether Butowski eventually signed it in his de deposition. Schoenenberger said Butowski paid the company $20,000. All these things were happening in this, in this Twitter world, and these guys said they were experts in reputation management, Butowski said. While Butowski describes their work as reputation management, Shadowbox internal documents obtained by the Daily Beast describes it, its work more in aggressive terms. We address smear assault head-on by custom creating Shadowbot campaigns as a counter strategy, one pitch red. We use targeted chaos to confuse your opponents. Its internal documents, the company describes itself as your army and promises to use cyber guerrilla tactics. Where your enemies have lied to paint you as the bad guy, we sow the seeds of doubt and present the counter narrative that they are, in fact, the villains. And you have been unjustly accused, the document reads. We did, did this through sophisticated use of internet technology, meme creation, PR and cyber guerrilla tactics that stop the bleeding and begin to sway public opinion and the media in your favor. Chavez and Schoenenberger are notorious figures in the small but intense world of YouTube and Twitter conspiracy theorists where Pizzagate and QAnon believers share space with others who are just out to cause trouble. Chavez regularly broadcasts the details of the internet vendettas to a few hundred viewers on his YouTube channel, while Schoenenberger is mired in the elaborate, elaborate feuds that make little sense to anyone outside of them. The claim to be involved with is Cicada 3301, a mysterious group behind a set of famous internet puzzles that's been profiled in Rolling Stone. Chavez has used that connection to suggest inclusively that he is one of the founders of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Despite the odd trail they left on the internet, Schoenenberger and Chavez managed to sell themselves as capable henchmen for clearing Butowski's name. 
When I first spoke to this guy, he said, I can do this. I can do this. I have these bots, Butowski said of Schoenberger. I don't even know what a bot is, by the way, just like he doesn't know what wiretapping is, right? But while Butowski insists the only hired, he only hired Chavez and Schoenberger to help his online image, a recorded video conference, uh, conference obtained by the Daily Beast suggests that their relationship had more sinister goals, at least in some instances. In the gathering, Butowski appeared to urge Schoenberger and Chavez to turn their internet, internet harassment skills. And by the way, I, I'm going to say right now that um, Defango really does have harassment internet skills. Uh, and we'll go more into that later. Um, but they, they turned their inter inter internet, internet harassment skills on Stuart Blogrand, a Dallas attorney and one-time Butowski acquaintance who become critical of Butowski's role in the rich conspiracy theory. And I'm going to skip on a little bit further. And because it goes on about the, um, the wiretapping and what went on, but I'm going to source this for you. But Butowski soon came to believe that Schoenberger and Chavez were less interested in working for their company and more interested in crafting their online personas. They sat in a hotel room and played on Twitter and YouTube all day, Butowski said. Schoenberger concedes, concedes that late night YouTube live streaming and the usual sleep schedule it led became a point of contention between Chavez and Schoenberger and their wealthy patron. It was a mess, Schoenberg told the Daily Beast. It is, uh, and then here there, it, it mentions again Representative Devin Nunes. It was an unusual relationship for a wealthy man who counts Friday Night Lights director Peter Berg as a friend offers financial advice to top athletes and shares attorney Stephen Biss with representative Nunes. Biss is, wor Biss is working for Nunes on suing, among others, the operator of a parody account posing as a cow owned by Nunes. All right. Butowski claims he eventually kicked Schoenberger out of the hotel. Chavez and Schoenberger have since fallen out themselves in a feud over who controls the rights to a potential TV show inspired by their internet puzzle efforts. It's not clear how far along the efforts for their puzzle show were, but Schoenberger had talked to an entertainment lawyer about a potential contract. Apparently those guys got into the fight in the puzzle world, the very exciting online puzzle world, Botowski said sarcastically, that they got into a fight and now there's a war on the puzzle world between them. And I want to play, and, and, and it really is a war, and I want to play a, a, a clip from a video on YouTube um, by a channel called The Conspiracy Distillery, which is a, another player in this who was involved with Cicada and worked on the graphics named Lestat. That is Arturo, Arturo Tafoya. 
Arturio. I'm okay. You say Arturo, I say Arturio. All right. Uh, so I want to play that really quick just to give you a taste of some of the um, arguments and the threats that uh, Defango uh, feels like he's. Um, it's okay to do. Okay, so I'm going to play that here right now. Blackbird Bogerts and Michael A. Levine. Those are your two cicada people. But those are the ones that at least own it. Thomas doesn't get to own the trademark. Although he's trying to lie to everybody and say that he's going to get it. Just going to look at you, uh, Blackbird, and say, uh, if you... Just so you know, I mean, the... the, the, the... The music behind here is is loud, and so uh, he he's basically saying that Schoenenberger is trying to claim ownership of Cicada three three zero one. Give him that trademark. I am going to stop at nothing in the entire world to ruin your life, your family's life your husband's life, and anyone that's ever been known to you ever, Beth. Like I said, if you ever, ever think about it, even attempt it to give that thing to him, it's all over. That's it right there now beth bogart is to my knowledge was part of shadow box and so he's threatening her he's threatening her family and he's threatening people in general over the trademark of cicada cicada 3301 and this whole story of QAnon and the genesis of it because there's money i apparently behind this particular story I'm going to stop here before I take another break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to bring you up to date of what is going on with this feud and how somehow I've stepped into part of this. And really, this is why I am doing this podcast. And by the way, before I go, I just want to let you guys know, you may have noticed this, but I'm in a competition for Fab Over 40 for New Beauty Magazine. Uh, I've, I was competing last week to get into the quarterfinals, and only the first place people move on to the quarterfinals. But it just so happens that I ended in second place. So I am in a wild card competition to win $40,000 uh, with it, do a photo shoot in Be New Beauty magazine and an article. And winning something like this would really help me, uh, you know, finish my education uh, in digital journalism. So uh, that link will be in the description at the very top of this podcast. So please do consider voting for me. You can vote for free and I get two votes every time you vote daily. Uh, but if you do want to do a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, I can get 10 votes, um, you know, 25 votes, 50 votes, 100 votes, depending on what you donate. And uh, at some, usually on certain days of the competition, I have double votes. So check into that link and support me and help me win. 
And on that note, we will be back. Hello, guys. Something special is happening in here. That's right. It's brackets and jackets. Bringing it back for brackets and jackets. Special Epstein Island edition. That's right, folks. Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, the man with the island. Thanks for staying in the show this long. So I appreciate you for listening. This is where we're going to get to the big nugget. This is where we're going to get to um, up to date. Now, I'll probably be going back and forth in the narrative of explaining um, my research and my analysis of what went down, including my own personal experience. And a lot of the people that I did mention um, look, we could go on a show on almost each uh, individual. You might hear my little kitty cat in the background here. He's decided to come out and make his kitty voice heard uh, as he sees his yummy uh, chicken and pumpkin sauce. Oh, no, he's going to eat the cheap stuff now. Why do the cats want to eat the cheap food just like human humans do, the stuff with the fillers and everything, but not the really good organic, uh, no-grain stuff? Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I try to get him to eat better too as well. All right, let's get on point here. All right, so let me bring you up today. About three weeks ago, I had a mid-semester final. I would say maybe a month ago. And I'm taking a uh, gender multi-ethnic multi study in the media as part of my degree in journalism. And we were supposed to do we were supposed to do a uh, presentation of how a movement uses hashtags on Twitter for activism, and it needed to be related to race or ethnicity in some ways or gender discrimination. And I decided to, to do it on QAnon because I know QAnon is a big internet movement. And the association is, is that QAnon did get deemed racist and a bunch of other movements like the Proud Boys got lumped into uh, QAnon. So that was the, the overlap. But actually in the class, I read that article. I used that article in the Daily Beast as a source of the beginning of how QAnon got, QAnon got started. Now, how I discovered that particular article was by another YouTuber that did have her channel taken down. She does stream on Twitter right now. Her name is Denise Matow. And there, if you go through my Spotify and you know my podcast on Anchor and Apple Podcasts, I've been covering suicide trolling and how I was trolled by a particular individual named Lee Veltman and how Lee Veltman was associated to a channel called Paranormal Hood and Paranormal Hood had done a couple of series, had a series on Amazon or still does where they had done uh, a couple of episodes on that, on that particular um, topic of paranormal, right? Okay. So Lee Veltman was associated with them, and I was trying to trace this player of Lee Veltman because Lee Veltman has been around me 
pretty much harassing me, going in my chats underneath fake profiles and spying on me, doing uh, videos about me, this and that. And I noticed that he was associated to Defango. He was associated to the crowd that followed QAnon. And I, I was working on discovering a link to that. So Denise Matow had a video up on YouTube where she talked about Butowski. She talked about Shadowbox. She talked about Defango and uh, Thomas Schoenberger explaining who he is and the everything that happened in relation to her research on the death of her daughter, who also she feels that was was deemed as having a suicide, but she believes that she was murdered and then it was associated to people who play a game. Not specifically Cicada 3301, but there was like a game involved in it. But it was mostly the material about Shadowbox that got me into this article and got me into following the story. Well, just recently, I had Denise as a guest on my most recent live stream on YouTube. And I also have that video uploaded here on Anchor as well as Spotify. You can watch the video version on Spotify. And the topic was Vigilante YouTube. And it was about, it covered about how these different YouTubers are getting involved in true crime, causing chaos in the crime uh in the true crime community as in, and also in the crime investigations of missing children. And I've been covering that as well for a while. And one of the people that were associated with people that are doing this is a woman named Clovis, who also is connected to some of these guys. And when I brought up Clovis and I had Denise on my show, uh, lo and behold, uh, Thomas Schoenberger was in my chat room for the first time. And there was another guy in there named Just Me, who has a channel on YouTube that has a bone to pick with, with Thomas Schoenberger and seems to defend Defango. He seems to be Camp Defango against Thomas Schoenberger. And all of this kind of blew out of, out of proportion. Uh, after I did the, the live stream, uh, just me did a smear campaign. You know, he played some of my comedy, comedy videos distorted from comedy time. He distorted the voice, you know, took clips out of my act to make it look, you know, make it look like I was, you know, uh, crazy or an idiot or whatever. And, uh, started talking about Denise and this and that. Well, there's another woman named Kate Schneider. And Kate was a friend of Isaac Cappy's and knew of him. She has, her boyfriend has, is known as the dark journalist who covers UFO disclosure. And she, because she was friends with Isaac Cappy, she was a, one of the last people to talk to him before he died she had some questions about it. So she came in the live stream about midway in really defense of me. Uh, we know each other a little bit on Facebook. We're getting to know each other even more. Uh, we had already spoken about some Isaac Cappy stuff. And just to give you a background, uh, she was, when she, because she was the last person that knew, knew who Isaac Cappy was before he died, 
died, there was a lot of conspiracies about her. Like she got blamed for the death. They'd been calling her an agent. And she confided in me that she literally had a breakdown at that time. So obviously, this is how I take it. Kate is still trying to figure out what happened to Isaac. And she got into the conversation. Uh, I'm going to start at midpoint of her talking about Cicada 3301 and everything and Isaac, just to kind of give you a flavor. But you know that uh, earlier in this broadcast, I have briefed you on everything. So when you hear this recording, you will know what she's talking about. And so I'm going to go ahead and start some of that recording now. was the objective for anyone getting involved. So prior to QAnon coming out, why did Thomas and you, Lestat, why did you guys get involved with any of this? Was it really just about the cicada puzzles? Because I know that Lestat claims that Thomas was not a part of solving any puzzle or, or Defango. I'm not disputing it. I would love to know what what uh, it, well, what Lestat has to say about about no because here's the thing is that I personally believe that that Cicada was a part of a bigger movement as far as uh, the entire Cicada puzzle situation was about studying the human psyche was trying to they were trying to enlist people of a certain aptitude intellectually so there was a certain mental fitness test going on there. And then it did overlap into what became QAnon and it became an entire LARP aside from that. That was not the original objective. But I'd love to hear what Lestat has to say about a cicada and the involvement of him and Thomas. And why is there this huge fight between the two? Why is there this huge entire feud between these two guys? And then Defango is in the mix too. It's, it's all a distraction for what they're trying to actually do, which is un undermine the the consciousness of Aaron Schwartz and what 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 was going on with um to take away power and money away from. Okay, and just so you know who Aaron Schwartz is, he had read it and he had also committed suicide, and a lot of people find that. His death is suspicious. And as we go along in this conversation, uh, Defango is going to come in. And so when you get to Defango, wait till you hear this. Okay. I I'm just, anyway, let's keep going. Away from the elites. And um, they, it, all of that's a, it, it's all about discord. Like, I, I love that word. Like, it, it's all to, to mess with what's going on to create distractions to make people try to just think about non things like they're all about you know memetics and and mind control and stuff this is all part of their game like all of it like but, i tried explaining that to people a long time ago and yeah yeah i mean it, it, they're, they've been doing this. all right and just so you know some of the players that are talking here is lord squirrely and master of none and then i think bombs away uh, it might actually be uh, just me, who is a man known as Jesse Davis. This for so long just to create this um, energy vortex, sucking it away from us highly intelligent individuals.
Highly intelligent individuals. I just, just let's. Don't mind me. I'm eating pizza. Mark that. A little lull here, but it's, hang in there. It's all distractions. It's all to, you know, th there's a fine line they're playing of legality and being fucking douchebags. Okay, but I would love for, for Lestat to jump in. Why why is it that there is this huge point of contention with the whole entire cicada larp? I have exhausted myself mentally to the point, like I have researched this to the point more than I would like to admit because I really want to get to the bottom of my friend's death. And unfortunately, people like you, Lestat, and Thomas, and Defango popped up. And I would love, I would love more than anything to get, and I don't think that you guys in particular have anything directly to do with my friend's death, but I do know he was involved with Cicada, and I'm very fascinated by it. And I do think it was an Intel community LARP. And I would love to know what you have to say at this point in time with everything we know now, because I've read all the mainstream media narratives that have come out, like trying to say that Thomas is the mastermind behind Q, which is laughable. I've talked to Thomas a lot. I've, I know Thomas quite well. Uh, I, I don't think I've talked to Lestat all that much, but I would love to hear what he has to say at this point in time, as far as his involvement with Cicada and his involvement with the entire LARP that became QAnon. If you want and to come up here, Lestat, you're more than welcome to. All of I us would love it. All of us can just do <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting into the real nitty gritty. It's okay, Lestat. I'm not trying to target Lestat. I'm actually, I'm no, I, I honestly, I have no issue with Lestat personally. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not out for him. I have no issue I think, with Defango. I, think he's, yeah, I, think I, he's I just want to know. I just have questions. I want to know. You have to understand, Lestat, or if Defango's listening, or any of you guys. I didn't know what this was until my friend Isaac died in May of 2019, and that's when I realized his involvement with Cicada and QAnon. And I tried to talk him out of QAnon. And it became this entire mess. And so I, I didn't know all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not, I don't have an issue with you guys, anyone in particular. I just want answers. But I'm fascinated by the inner, uh, the way that Cicada overlaps into QAnon that interlaps into the magalarps that we see now. I'm very fascinated by it. And, and I don't trust the mainstream media's representation of QAnon. Like when they say, I don't, I know that Thomas is not the mastermind behind Q. I know that he's not. But Lestat, what do you have to say about it? Are you there? Is, is Defango there? You guys, can you, can you help me out? I'm not, I, I have nothing out for you guys. I'll tell you that. I have nothing out, whether it be Defango or Lestat, I have nothing out for you guys. I just want some answers. I want answers is all. That is all. Hang on. Because Lestat. my friend Isaac died. I don't believe a, a single thing about his death, but I know that he was involved with the Cicada people. I didn't know who Thomas was until Isaac died 
that's when I found out about Thomas. And then I learned about you guys. So if you, if you can, if you, if you guys can help me out, if it does Defango want to insult me? A Kappa moron. So, so what's going on here is that now Defango is in the chat and he's saying things like, here's this news person talking about me. However, and I'm not going to be showing that or talk or going too much into it on this episode. Uh, there is a proof. I've now seen proof of actual correspondence between Defango and Thomas Schoenberger with Kate Schneider and both pretty much deny ever talking to her. I also want to let you know that this particular episode uh, was recorded approximately two weeks ago before me, you know, recording it today. No, I'm not. Defango, I talked to you. Defango and I have talked as Defango and I talked before Isaac died. You you repeatedly reached out to my boyfriend, Daniel, dark journalist. Okay, Defango. So don't insult me right now, please. Do you know how do you do you want me to talk about how much you have begged Daniel for attention? Do you want to insult me right now? Yeah, I know. Okay, keep going, Defango. I want to know answers to my friend's death. If you want to insult me, go ahead, Defango. Go ahead. Yeah, you have. You have. Yeah, you have. You have talked about Daniel and me. You wanted to get on his show. The links. Dark journalist. That's my boyfriend, Defango. Why are you talking shit now all of a sudden? I, I have no issue with you, Defango. Yeah, you did three years ago. So you can tell that she is responding to him in the chat right now. Now he's going to join this broadcast. <laughs> okay. If, if this is going to be part of your, your entire LARP game, I don't want to be a part of it. Three years ago. No, you reached out to me, Defango. Hey, hey, I'm going to say this to Defango. Defango, I have no issue with you. I never did. No, you reached out to me. You know what you said to me, Defango? When Isaac died, you emailed me and you gave me all the shit about the Judas Iscariot shit with Thomas. I didn't know who you or Thomas were. I don't have an issue with you, Defango. I have no issue with you. I wanted to know what was going on. Yeah, I will post proof. <laughs> I have all the evidence, Defango. Defango, don't. Okay, Defango, I don't have an issue with you. Defango, just come up here, man. Yeah, come up here. I don't have an issue with you. Good. I have emails from you, Defango, just for the record. I have emails from, and so does Daniel, my boyfriend, who is dark journalist. That's his YouTube channel. Defango and Lashad, both at the same time. Fuck, man. I would love, you guys both, come on. No, listen. 
Uh, hey, hey, Defango, you probably don't remember. You emailed both me and Daniel. We both have proof of it. So if you want to go there, we'll go there. You emailed me and Daniel about why we shouldn't trust Thomas. Okay? That's the truth. We have proof of it. I'm not, I'm not against you, Defango. Neither is Daniel. What I'm trying to say is that you came to us when when Isaac died. Hey, Jesse, can you please post a link? No, I'm not against you, Defango. I'm not trying. Hey, hey, Defango, I'm not against you. When I'm trying to say Isaac died, you contacted me and Daniel, dark journalist, and you, you warned us about Thomas. We both have proof of it. So if you want to play this game of LARPing, we're not LARPing. Daniel is way more professional than me. <laughs> So he he will gladly sh like don't play this game please, and I don't have a problem with you Defangle, and I don't have a problem with uh, Lestat either. I would love for either of you guys to come on. He's not a, okay. So Daniel is a loser like me. No, he's actually very successful. I'm not talking shit about you Defango. Daniel is doing very well. <laughs> Dark journalist is doing very well. We don't have a problem with you, Defango. Why why you why are you being so personal? No. <laughs> Defango. Yeah, he, he he is an alien researcher. You're right. We don't have a problem with you, Defango. Why are you acting like this? Hey, hey, okay. I have a question. Um, I am Nikki, I'm Master of None's partner. Okay, um, so now there's a woman coming on who's she says that she's Master Nun's partner, so they're coming from the same source, the same profile that's linked into this um, StreamYard. All right, so this woman's going to come on and say a few things, and she, she's going to accuse now of Kate being an agent. Um, I've okay. also been involved with Cicada and different things. I'm not as deep, I guess, in the consciousness of all this, because I'm like... I basically just work with him, you know, but just okay. being like an outsider, like perspective, listening to all this, like what comes up in my head and I do not want this to be like portrayed as being rude, but you're kind of giving me like agent vibes a little bit. And I just want to know. Like, me? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you could are you talking to me? I'm an agent. Yeah, like if you could just clarify, like why we should be even answering oh. questions. And wow, I'm an I'm an agent now. I'm shut an up. agent. Okay, shut I'm not, the I'm, fuck I'm not saying up. you're an agent. I'm saying you're giving me those kind of shut up. Oh god, this is hilarious. Keep going, keep going, lady. Shut up. I just hey, it's Defango. Hey, shut up. I hey Defango, can I say hi to you? No, I don't like you. I don't even know who the why? fuck you are. Because you're out here talking shit about me. I'm not like, talking any shit about you. You were like, he's a LARPer. He does all this shit. I'm not a fucking LARPer. I was a guy with the YouTube show that showed his shit off every single fucking day and has to deal with fucking stupid people like you. Why do you want to know about Isaac Cappy? I've never had very many conversations with all right first of all when he says i'm just a youtube chip, uh, guy who's 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 exposing people like you know he was a youtube guy that fueled QAnon. let's just be real specific about that tip i said 
very clearly in so many fucking videos exactly what went down. And when I have somebody named Kate, who I kind of vaguely remember a Kate and there being a LARPer yeah. person around that time and that being you and you being connected to that other LARPer, oh. dark journalist, the guy that makes all the YouTube videos about- That's my boyfriend of four years, Defango. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't like okay, you. Why you I don't so like triggered? you. Because why? What did I do to you? Be coming on another show after somebody just DM'd me and like, dude, there's some lady on here named Kate talking all kinds of shit about you. I'm so not talking Kate, shit Kate, about you, Defango. I never email. I'm, I'm gonna pull it up right now. What's your fucking email? Wow, I have no email with you. I have oh, a wait, Twitter call with you. You were just saying that you had fucking emails with me, bitch. You lied. No. Okay, you want to know about Isaac Cappy? He fucking killed himself. He killed himself, and it was probably because he was connected to these other fucks that were trying this to make me crazy. kill myself. Why? Yep. Why are you trying to like come up with all this new bullshit? No, I never talk shit about the Fango. I never talk shit about the Fango. You talking shit about me, calling me a larper, not five minutes ago. I never you said that. Are you fucking kidding me? Just back Prove up the live stream, bitch. Now listen, listen. This is where wow. Then I was, I was saying, what the fuck? It feels like thanks, Stat. This is ridiculous. Listen, Kate. I just I can't know where you're coming from in all this. We don't I can't stand Lestat. Did you know that Lestat actually just did some bad shit to a woman? I hear that he's actually been involved with taking up to $60,000 with her. Him and some guy named Michael Deacon. So, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. I, don't tr I treat people with respect. Men and women, they're equal. I don't think women are lesser people. So I'm okay with coming at you and calling you a fucking bitch when you're dragging me back into this fucking garbage hole with all these people rolling around in garbage. Just being all like, Let's talk about Isaac Cappy. Who was it last week that was on this fucking piece what of shit? What did I do, Stevie? Wasn't it that Corey guy that was on here last week talking all kinds of fucking shit? What did I do? Yeah. Defango, I, think that, I think that you're overreacting. Defango, I'm sorry. Shut the Defango, fuck up. I'm, Shut no, you don't talk. You don't talk to me that way. You don't talk to me that way. Shut the fuck up. I will talk to I you. Will I will not accept it. No, it doesn't work that shit way. If you won't accept it. Okay, Defango. The fuck up. I don't listen to you. Defango, I know you, you don't listen to me. You're just problems. here to talk shit. I didn't talk shit about you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You talked shit about me. You called me a LARPer. You're dragging me. I didn't call you a LARPer. I never did. did. You just fucking said that. You fucking liar. Wow. Okay. What the fuck? Be a real human being for a second. No, I didn't call him a LARPer, CV. I never LARPer. called him a LARPer. You, you guys are insane. Did. You literally I just never did. That. Yeah, put it on tape. This, You guys are crazy. You I've never seen this in my life. My psychopath. God. You're a fucking psychopath. I'm a psychopath. Because you're dragging my ass back out over here so that you can have your little game, whatever the fuck this is. Bitch, 
I don't give a fuck, man. Like, this is some fucking shit. I don't fucking like Squirrely. I don't like this bombs away person. I don't like any of these things and any of these people because this is the kind of environment that they create. I Damn. absolutely TV, I'm sorry. Like, I feel sorry for you defending this, this kind of this kind of woman abuser. Like, I and hurt, I say that, like, this, this is horrible. I have never. This is a woman abuser. He's abusing yeah. women. I won't want to get to Listen the bottom yourself. of my friend's death. But I can't get to the bottom of it because I just want to be able to do this. I want to get to the bottom of it. You can't go stop being what I thought. I, I didn't want to think you were this kind of guy. You are. No, hey, just so you know, my boys there are—we love each other very much. You, you don't, you don't affect us at all. This is—I actually feel sorry for you. No, I feel sorry for you, Defendo. I feel more sorry for you, you piece of shit. This is not. She's talked to Thomas a lot. Talk, exactly. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. They're Piece all in that of purple. shit. Dude, I am so glad you hopped in because, you know, we, we were getting agent vibes from her and her fucking... Um, her, That's her boyfriend not what happened. Her boyfriend verified... <laughs> How do we know you even know Isaac, bro? If you were, if you know Isaac, you didn't even I'm know sure. Isaac. You didn't even know you him. You're an agent. You you are trying to get information. And and that's a really ridiculous. That that's pure gaslighting right now because it's really well known that Kate did know Isaac Cappy, and several other YouTube channels have discussed it. Uh, there's been one of the last places that uh, Isaac Cappy stayed at. A woman verified that a woman named Kate Schneider came over to visit him. Like, Defango full on, full on knows that Kate knew uh, Isaac Cappy, and he, he's basically pretending that he doesn't know anything. And I also want to point out, in the article that I just read earlier on this podcast, it said that they ran internet harassment campaigns, specifically Defango. And right now you're witnessing exactly how he does that. Information, you're prying questions. You're like, whoever's out here in the audience, like, bro, if someone wanted to answer your question, they would have answered it 30 minutes ago. This bitch okay. didn't even have questions. She just wanted to talk shit. <laughs> That's it. Like, you have questions. What fucking questions do you fucking have? Answer the fucking questions. For what? Does this give you satisfaction because we're answering? So we can give you satisfaction so you can go jerk your fucking self off? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's so fucking stupid. You're talking shit on He didn't have any involvement with Cicada. He was sucking the fucking Thomas Schollerberger. Just like you were. You stupid bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, Dark journalist, he's a piece of shit too. He want to come. You know, and what gets me is there's another woman laughing at him abusing a woman. And Defango might say, well, I don't care. I don't see any differences. I'm going to talk to you the same way that I can talk to anybody. But I'm just wondering if she wasn't a woman, if he wouldn't be doing or acting the way he did so blatantly. Come talk shit. I'll fucking knock him out. Shut the fuck up. Preach. Y'all are fucking Look stupid. She's gone. Her, her oh, window wait. is still oh, there. Never mind. 
She's trying to collect herself to ask her next question. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, and you know, you realize he just said that he would knock him out, and you're gonna hear him threaten her as well. Collect yourself, bitch. Don't give a fuck. Bro, Do I, I care I about what Lestat has to say about me in the chat? Oh, he's mean to women. No, I don't give a fuck what Lestat has to say because I know exactly what he does to women. And that one that tried to commit suicide that he's been hiding from everybody. She drove all the way out to Mexico to be with you. And guess what? You fucking ditched her because you didn't like the way that she looked. And all that's going to come out here pretty soon too, Lestat. It's not smart. It's not a good time right now for you to guys to be pulling this shit. I just woke up. I woke up. I woke up. And this is what I have to deal with. Somebody be like, yeah, there's some person named Kate talking all kinds of shit about you. And Isaac Cappy saying that she wants to know why Isaac Cappy died and shit. Uh, number one, Isaac Cappy died because apparently he went onto a bridge and fell off the motherfucker. If you weren't around during that time and if you were his friend, uh, you would have known that because, like, you know, it was like every fucking where. I found out the same way that you did, okay? I was, like, sitting at my house. And then some people sent me a fucking article that says, hey, I think Isaac Cappy might have committed suicide. Did I know anything about that shit? No. Did I stay in contact with Isaac Cappy? No. I interviewed him one time because I got connected to him through Thomas Schoenberger. He wanted to talk about Cicada and saving children. That's what he wanted to talk about. We did one live stream and hardly fucking talked. And when he started getting into QAnon at the end of 2018, I was the first person to tell him, do not do any of that. It's all garbage. Any person that comes to you with all this shit has no fucking idea what they're talking about. And you need to get the fuck away from Thomas Schoenberger because that guy isn't doing good things for you. He's just manipulating you, trying to get you to make him some money. So stay the fuck away from him. Isaac Cappy said, fuck you, Manuel Chavez. I don't believe you. You're a LARPing ass piece of shit. And I believe Thomas. You know what I said? Okay, fuck you. Too, man. I hope you have a I hope you have a fucking great life. And guess what? A couple of months later he fucking killed himself. Did I have anything to do with it? No, I barely had any fucking contact with the poor guy. Did was I just as sad as everybody else when the guy died? And was I upset because I kinda had an idea that hmm, everything that was happening with him seems to be the exact same thing that Thomas Schoenberger was putting me through in twenty eighteen. The exact same thing that Lestat Topoyeski was putting me through twenty sixteen. Hell, actually all the stuff that Lestat does nowadays is just the same exact things that he was doing years before. He just comes in waves. He's just like Schoenberger. It was you all know? it was all Psyop man that put Thomas he he wanted to you know, set up specific individuals to um, push a narrative to politicize. And, and let me specify too that uh, this, this is from like the show's titled Sewer Town. It's the, again, just me. These people are, have a bone to pick with Thomas Schoenenberger. His information that wasn't supposed to be. And, you know, it, so. Um, Defango, I'm not even against you. That's a funny thing. You keep coming care. after me. I don't I know care. you don't care. That's how angry of a man you are. Defango, I have no problem with you. Man. I just yeah, you don't are. care about you because I know what you, you are. You of course. You I don't know, know what you are. You don't I know, know who what I am. You are. I said what. I didn't say who. I said what. 
I know. Why is it a chance to explain myself? Yeah, go ahead. Explain yourself. It pissed me off again. FBI van. Why do you prove I'm not FBI? Who are you, master of none? You know what? You don't know what I've gone through. And you know what, Defango? You did You don't know what I've gone through. Don't call me the B word. Is it? I don't give a fuck. No, you don't do that. That's not how you yeah, talk to I real people that. in this world. That's how I fucking talk. If you don't like how I fucking talk, deal with it. That's not how you talk to people in the real world, Defango. This, this is how I talk to people in the real world. No, when but they're up. part of the conspiracy you. of assholes to harass me. It's yeah, like conspiracy. But especially when they bring up this fucking <laughs> old bullshit <laughs> that I've literally talked about to death. You know. Because you reached out to me when Isaac died. I, I, I did. Oh, yeah, but, but you can't give me your email. Hey, you can't, hey, you, you hey. said it was an email, but then wait, no, it was through Twitter. I the only reason I reached out to you was you to tell you about what I thought. Was I trying to get on your show? You were, no. You were, There's so you many were, videos of me like, being like, hey, yeah, Dark Journalist, that guy's a piece of shit. Piece of shirt. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, in my view. You are too. Go ahead. Y'all are fucking garbage. <laughs> no. Human beings that lie to people on the internet to make money. You're crazy. The, uh, the bull gods of fucking aliens this is and crazy. shit. It's literally fucking garbage. Okay. Okay. You okay. bothered me. Okay. That's what you did. Okay. You made me come on this show and talk to you. <laughs> so you got me. This is me, bitch. This is the real yeah. fucking me. Okay. The yeah, I I keep keep you to the yeah, go ahead. Feel bad for I me. Feel bad. I, I do. feel bad. I feel amazing I do. because I get to finally let you know about, about you. You don't know anything about it's me. Okay. You have a bunch of made okay. lies it's in okay. your head. No, it's not no, okay. You think that you can play this game, but I can okay. do this all day, bitch. So let's see some you to do this. Nobody's paying me to do this. Why do you think that I'm getting paid to do this? This is me angry. This is is what you wanted. You think this is crazy? This is well, I'll tell you why we think that you're getting paid to do stuff like this is because the Daily Beast article pretty much said that you get paid to do this. He gets paid to harass other people on the internet whomever they decide or he wants to target. I'm not saying he's getting paid to do this to Kate right now, but how could he even say that when an article like the Daily Beast comes out stating his activities? This is normal. If you were standing in front of me, I probably would hit you in the mouth. You would because hit you made me. me this. Yeah, if you started pulling this bullshit you. standing in front of me, I would literally knock you out and I you wouldn't even me. have a fucking I, make a I wouldn't even cry. Okay? okay. Because this I is what I care. And I'm gonna okay. kick your boyfriend's okay. ass too. Just just, okay. just to make sure so, that you're fucking you aware. Okay? Wow. I would okay. knock okay. you out, I would knock your boyfriend out, and then I would oh, shit on both of you. Okay, we have it recorded. Thank you. That is, to me, that is so disgusting. That is the nugget, really, of this entire broadcast is him threatening to punch her in the face, knock her out, knock her boyfriend out, and then shit on both of them. And mind you, we're talking... Obviously, from from the Daily Beast article, obviously, he was involved with Cicada 3301. Obviously, uh, Defango has spurned the QAnon conspiracy. He was the mouthpiece to to spurn that conspiracy. Uh, QAnon is on the FBI domestic terrorist watch list. QAnon 
went all the way to January 6th and the insurrection at the White House, and that's considered violent. QAnon is considered a violent group, and this guy who is part of starting it is threatening violence on another woman who's just asking about information, asking about information about somebody who was, who was her friend that died suspiciously. And just like people say, well, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill themselves. They also think that, you know, uh, Isaac Cappy didn't jump off that bridge. You keep going. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Keep saying it. Keep recording. I know. This is what you I said that you're a piece of shit. I said I would knock you out for harassing me and stalking me. I get it. You've no, lied no, multiple times. Okay, and he's he's saying that she is harassing, harassing and stalking him. And I'm going to stop it here. I mean, this goes on. Literally, this goes on for at least 90 minutes in this particular broadcast. And I'm going to send you the link of the full show in the description so you can listen to the full, full uh, entire broadcast if you choose to uh as long as this video stays up on the internet um again you will see how he does a whole thing about me and denise and then how this happens if you want to just listen to everything but i'm telling you you don't want to listen to 90 minutes of this and this is particularly uh the nugget of 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 what happened like i just wanted to take Take this to the fact that Defango, who who's involved with Cicada three three zero one, who is in a feud with Thomas Schoenberger and Arturo Tafoya or Tafoyaski, as as I'm hearing uh, Defango call him. They're in. They they've had legal disputes over it. They want to own Cicada 3301. They want to own the rights to everything that went down and claim that they were the ones who started it. And yet he's not taking absolutely any responsibility. He's saying everybody else is stalking him. Everybody else is having a problem. And after this particular broadcast, I'm not going to show, I'm not going to play that part either. But at the end of this broadcast, he goes on to Kate's Facebook page, shows it on air. Then they see that Kate is a friend of mine. He goes over my, uh, my profile and says that, oh, because of the area that I'm from, which I'm not going to mention here, I obviously am an agent with Thomas Schoenenberger. He started to Twitter bomb me with insults uh, last week. Uh, continuously insulting my comedy career, insulting my character, and, and, and calling me an agent with Thomas Schoenenberger. And I never even knew Thomas Schoenenberger, had no contact with him until he showed up in my chat room that night when I had Denise on the show. And I'm basically showing you this, and I want to show you this, and I want to talk to you about this, about the dangerous personalities, the aggressive personalities that have been associated with this. And this is really a character study of Defango. Cause I got to tell you right now, this was my first impression of him. And let's just say, I am not impressed. And the last point that I would really like to, to make about this is uh, I want to go to how this now has affected American politics. Like what do these guys think that what their little game 
that they've created, and I shouldn't say little, I mean, Cicada 3301, and then the QAnon thing, and then the association to Ed Butowski and the association to the, uh, the, to the Fox News stuff, and everything else that has been reported on how QAnon got started, if you go to it, Defango and Thomas Schoenberger are part of that, as well as, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Lestat, look what happened. Look what happened in the world. Look what, I mean, Australia had a QAnon group. I mean, there's Australian media talking about QAnon. Anybody who doesn't want to take the jab is, is a QAnon conspiracy theorist, labeled as QAnon, labeled as a racist. Label, you know, Trump is synonymous with QAnon, and QAnon is responsible for what happened on January 6th. And there's been this whole trial. And now, now we've had the president of the United States come forward and talk about how the right-wing, far-right conspiracies are, are, are affecting uh, American democracy. I'm going to play that here for a minute for you for just a second, too. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love, they promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They okay, look at the so mob. I'm going to stop right there. I find it interesting that apparently because of this, um, we're no longer going to be able to have access to to uh, contraceptives. contraceptives. <laughs> I just re-listened to that. I find that really interesting. Okay, so I'm going to end this podcast on that note. This is the beginning of my series, When the World Went Down the Rabbit Hole. And I will be breaking the story and breaking my analysis 
on what I think QAnon is and how it came to be worldwide. And on that note, I want to stop it here with the very last bit and the very last words of Isaac Cappy. And I just want to say, RIP, rest in peace, Isaac Cappy. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you share this podcast, that you RSS my life, my feeds, and thank you so much. Hillary is Epstein problems too. It's all Epstein, guys. All Epstein. Make sure you download this. Spin it around. This is important, guys. Who else is on the island? We know Rick Chandler has an association. Why do you think? The media assets of Jeffrey Epstein, because who has the will and the means to take the truth tellers out? You see, you can never take truth tellers out, because we know the truth, and that for you means you are at a strategic disadvantage, especially now when we have friends. We have friends who aren't the bad guys. In fact, we have friends who are the good guys. And the good guys win. Read the book. It's in the end. 